Hey there, it's Bashti Sarah. If this is your first time plugging in to post blog, welcome. Thank you for joining me. If this is not your first time joining, welcome back. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for following along. You probably noticed that last week we didn't have an episode. That's because your girl here, she got married. Yes, I got married and spent last week disconnected from social media. Not entirely because we did have to follow up with some friends and family that came into town. We sent all our thank yous. Um, A couple of our friends had some really cool opportunities. So we kind of disconnected for the most part. But either way, all that to say, last week we didn't have an episode posted for post blog. So we're just going to jump right in and start where we left off, I guess. This week, we are going to talk about rejecting the rationalization of FOMO, part one. For the most part, most of you already know what FOMO is. FOMO, F-O-M-O, is an acronym that stands for fear of missing out. Studies show that it can be detrimental physically and mentally. It can lead to mood swings, loneliness, feelings of inferiority, decreased self-esteem, moderate to severe social anxiety, increased negativity, and depression. FOMO is a real issue. The interesting part of FOMO, based on those who have studied the whole concept, is that those who struggle or suffer with FOMO, 70% of those, 70% of adults, are found in developed countries. So, for instance, the U.S., We are considered developed. We are very forward. We are not third world by any means. We have the luxury of life. And one of those luxuries is the phone that we use every single day. To be honest, I fall victim of FOMO time and time again. Just because I struggle with FOMO and just because 70% of the world struggles with FOMO does not mean that it's okay The majority, by no means, struggling with this does not mean that it is something that we should brush under the rug and just call it as is and say, you know what? Everyone struggles with it. We'll just have to deal with it. No. After doing research, after digging into the whole idea of FOMO, I personally believe and I propose that you take this and do as you will. I believe that FOMO is a weak marketing scheme to promote the abuse of social media consumption and to justify one's insecurities. I mean, that sounds harsh and it might sound insulting even because a lot of us walk around and we pretend as if we don't have insecurities. I do it. I do it all the time. I dress a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way in order to hide certain insecurities. FOMO is exactly that. The fear of missing out, the whole idea of I need to be, I need to dress, I need to buy, I need to talk like in order to not miss out on what the world is doing is an insecurity. It's a deep rooted insecurity. So let's get personal with this. In my blog, I shared that there was a time in my life where I was single and everyone else was in a relationship. But you know what? I'm not going to share that story because I've already written about it and I don't want to bore you. So I'm going to share something that's a little bit more recent and how FOMO took the best of me and 
honestly, looking back, it's just super, super, I don't want to say petty because I know a lot of people struggle with this and I don't want to downplay that struggle. But in hindsight, looking back, it was just very immature of me because the timing was not right. Last year in 2020, Jared and I, my husband, at the time he was my fiance, I believe. I think he was my fiance. Anywho, at the time we were dating and all my friends, it felt like, were starting to have kids. Now, mind you, all my friends, when I first started dating Jared, were married or getting married. Now, rightly so, they're transitioning to having kids as Jared and I are transitioning to getting married. I felt the pressure that I was getting too old. Everyone else was running ahead of me and I was running behind. Mind you, I'm a runner. I run pretty frequently. I enjoy running. I know I'm one of those crazy people. But in running, a lot of the times what motivates me to finish and what motivates me to have a good time is by competing with those who I'm running with. So in my head, naturally so, I thought to myself, I am competing with all these people. Yeah, they're my friends, but no, we're in a race and I need to be the first. I talked to Jared and I told him what was going on internally because he knew I was I was off. I just wasn't myself. And he was he asked me, Vashti, what's going on? Why are you in such a funky mood? What is it? And I told him, I said, well, Jared, I think we should be having children. I know we're not married yet. And I know we're not going to have children outside of wedlock. We're going to save ourselves until marriage which we had been doing, but I felt the pressure to have children. I told him, you know, when we get married, we should have kids the first year of marriage. And, you know, the pressure's on. I'm getting old. You're getting older. And we 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 need to not be behind. And I'm explaining this whole spiel, crying my eyes out, just poor little Vashti. I'm so behind. Life is so unfair. Everyone else is moving ahead. And then Jerry just sat there quietly and he After my whole spiel, he looked at me and he said, Vashti, having a child should not be because you're fearful that you're missing out on what everyone else is doing. Having a child is because you and me both agree it's the right timing and we want to honor God's word of be fruitful and multiply. Whenever you bring a child into this world, that's a huge, huge deal and He basically said, I don't take that lightly. We're not ready for children. First of all, we're not even married and that's not going to happen. Second of all, we need to wait and enjoy marriage when marriage comes. Let me tell you, I was floored. Floored at his response because Vashti wasn't getting what Vashti wanted. Vashti wanted to hear, oh, okay, well, once we get married... And within the first six months, we can get pregnant so that you're not behind Vashti and so that you are ahead of the game and in the race. I didn't hear that. I didn't get what I want. And that was really, really, really hard. Looking back, now that I'm married, I know we're not ready for kids in the right timing. God's going to bless us with children. But my attitude 
my whole idea of fear of missing out because the whole world is ahead of me was the wrong attitude to have. It was the wrong reason to want to have children. Now, this story may not relate to you at all. FOMO may look completely different. FOMO may be you fear not being in a relationship. So you are so desperate that you are jumping from one guy to another, from one girl to another with no precaution, with no advice, with no guidance. Or it could be you are jumping from one business to another, one workplace to another because you need to get to the top. You need to make a certain dollar amount because so-and-so is making a certain dollar amount and you can't be behind. Or it could be that you're in school and you're pursuing education, you're, you're scraping through your undergraduate and you're choosing to pursue a master's degree because everyone else has a master's degree and you just refuse to be left out. Or it could be as simple as the way you dress, the way you talk, the friend group that you have is because you don't want to be left out. The last example I'm going to give, which will hurt. I know it will hurt because it hurts me and Jared calls me out quite a bit. It could be that you post pretty frequently just so that everybody else knows that your life is just perfect because that's what everyone else is doing. Now, don't get me wrong. Posting is fine. If you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you know I post every so often. I post a lot about my family, a lot about my husband. But the why behind the what determines whether or not you struggle with FOMO. What's your why? Why do you want to have kids? Why do you want to be in a relationship? Why are you pursuing school? Why are you in that certain career? Why do you talk a certain way? Why do you dress a certain way? Why do you post certain things? Why, why, why? I know, seems a little bit wild, but your why matters. If your why is because everybody else is doing it, or because the world says so, or because that influencer is doing it and said so, then your why is wrong. I know, who am I to tell you your why is wrong? But honestly, your why has some disconnect. Your why should not be for anyone else. Your why should be, and I know this might be cheesy for those of you who do not follow Christ, but your why should be for God. So the way we live, the way we talk, what we do should be a testament of who God is. Or why should stem from confidence. I know who I am. I know who God has created me to be. So the way I talk, the way I live, the way I dress, what I buy, what I eat, everything will be through confidence, not to fulfill a certain insecurity, rather to glorify God. Now, does that mean every single Instagram post need to say, praise Jesus? No, it's a little bit overboard and not biblical at all by any means. But the whole idea of FOMO, the why you post, shouldn't be to get likes, to get that double tap, those notifications that say, oh, the world loves you. No, whenever you post, it should post from confidence, not a need for gratification. That dopamine hit of, yes, 50 people love me. 50 people love my outfit. 
50 people love that I'm in a relationship. It should be from, hey world, here's what's going on in my life. I'm pretty confident where I am. But hey, I want to share what's going on. If you are not comfortable with who you are and where you are, quit being who you are and where you are. I know it's not as simple as that, but the whole idea of FOMO, the reason why we fear missing out, is because we're so lazy and we're so comfortable in where we are scrolling, being jealous of everyone else's life, that we won't take the initiative, take the moment to better ourselves and to become a better version of who we currently are. FOMO is weak. I'm sorry. FOMO is weak. Combating FOMO with confidence and assurance is strength. Your why matters. Your why behind the what matters. So what are you going to do? How are you going to combat FOMO? I'll tell you this. The first step is figuring out your why. And when you've figured out your why, that's where you'll find out where your insecurity lies most. And that's what you got to deal with. That's part one of rejecting the rationalization of FOMO. Next week, we will talk a little bit more about that in part two, but I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. Give me your feedback and share your stories. A lot of y'all so far have been messaging me privately, letting me know, hey, I struggle with this or that really touched my heart. Or honestly, I didn't know you struggle with that because I struggle with that too. Send me your story, share your thoughts, give me your opinion. I'm here for it. But in the meantime, thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, same time, same place next week. I love you, but God loves you most.